Welcome to the College Investor Audio Show, where we talk about the biggest issues impacting millennial money, from student loan debt to side hustles to building wealth. We will show you how to get out of debt so that you can build real wealth for the future. Oh yeah, we say it every year. Man, that year went fast. It's the end of the year already, so it's time for the end of the year financial checklist. Mm-hmm. That is today's episode of the College Investor Audio Show. Welcome. You know, the actions you take over the next couple of months can have a huge impact on your financial health and your tax bill next April. So by taking action right now, as you listen to this, you can ensure that your financial well-being is in tip-top shape as you head into the new year. Right now, let's take a look at our top nine end-of-the-year actions to boost your bottom line at the end of the year. Number one, adjust payroll contributions to your retirement plan. Most 401k plans require employees to complete their retirement contributions by December 31st. This year, you can contribute up to $19,500 plus an additional $6,500 in catch-up contributions for those over age 50. If you can handle a small reduction to your paycheck, consider boosting the contribution to your 401k plan. Even a 1% to 2% increase in contributions can yield long-term benefits. That's what it's all about, people, thinking long-term. Some companies even issue year-end bonuses. If you're slated to receive one of these, consider earmarking a portion for your 401k. This can help you boost your savings rate without dipping into your regular cash flow. Bingo! Number two, review account beneficiaries. As long as you're logging into your 401k account, check the beneficiary on the account. This is especially important if you're married or divorced in the last year, but it's really important for everybody. A few years ago, I went through my accounts to check beneficiaries. I realized that my mom was still listed as the beneficiary on one small account, even though I've been married for like, you know, a decade. Whoopsie. <laughs> All right, tip number three, spend it if you've got it. Over the past year, many companies have instituted well-being accounts or allowances to help employees cover some work-from-home expenses. These accounts may expire at the end of the year, so spend it if it's available to you. Additionally, be sure to request reimbursement promptly to ensure you receive this benefit. On top of these new accounts, many employees have access to flexible spending accounts. Flexible spending accounts, or FSAs, are accounts that do not roll over from year to year. Employers can offer health FSAs, adoption FSAs, dependent care FSAs. <sighs> Typically, employees who have an FSA will need to spend money by the end of the calendar year. Additionally, they will need to request reimbursement shortly after the year ends. If you have access to any of these accounts, find a way to spend the money this year and then submit your receipts as soon as possible so you can receive that reimbursement. Remember, this advice only applies to flex spending accounts, those FSAs. Health savings accounts, HSAs, allow you to save year after year. Enroll in a health plan, tip number four. Most people need to enroll in a health plan at some point between October and November of this year. If your employer offers health insurance, review the options. If possible, review options with your spouse to see which employer offers the best insurance at the lowest prices. And don't forget to enroll your kids as well. <laughs> Open enrollment for healthcare.gov starts November 1st and runs through December 15th. This is the ideal time to enroll in a health insurance plan if you need to buy one through the exchange. 
Many people who don't have health insurance through work can qualify for subsidized health insurance when they buy through the exchanges. And number five, review your credit report. Yeah, so important. Each year, you're entitled to a free credit report from each of the three major credit bureaus. These reports show every inquiry and every outstanding debt. Reviewing a report is particularly important if you have delinquent debts that have been sold to other creditors. You can easily download your credit report from annualcreditreport.com and also use a free service like creditkarma.com to get your free report and insights that can help you understand the report. Number six, plan charitable giving. Love this. So in 2021, you can claim an above-the-line deduction for charitable contributions up to $300, $600 for married couples. If you want to take advantage of this deduction, you'll need to do so by the end of the year. People with larger charitable giving goals may benefit from more advanced planning. Some givers choose to give every few years so they can itemize their tax deductions. Meeting with the CPA by the end of the year can help givers decide on the best timing for their giving. Tip number seven, start tracking those business expenses. Get organized. It's not quite tax time, I know, but you can get a huge jump on business taxes by starting to track your business expenses and categorizing past expenses. Finding an app like KeeperTax, Everlance, or Hurdler can help you track and categorize your business expenses. All of these apps have downloadable reports that make tax filing a whole lot easier. And tip number eight, almost done, make an estimated tax payment if you're self-employed. If you are or self-employed or even a side hustler, you're likely to owe tax money to the IRS. To avoid a big tax bill, you might want to make a quarterly tax payment. Even a single payment can help relieve some of the financial burdens that come with paying a year's worth of taxes in April. This advice comes from my first side hustle experience as a working adult, doing that adulting thing. In my first year hustling, I earned over 10000 from various gigs. I felt so good about myself. I paid no estimated taxes, and I didn't adjust my withholdings at my W-2 job. What was the result of this? A $2,500 tax bill, which took a month and a half of hustling to cover. Don't be like me. Make at least one estimated payment before figuring out your full tax burden for the year. And our ninth and final money tip for the year? Execute backdoor Roth conversions. If you're a high-income earner, you might not qualify for a traditional Roth IRA contribution. But the backdoor Roth is a tax loophole that allows high-income earners to get money into a Roth account. Once the money is inside that account, it is protected against future taxation. In general, it's easiest to execute a backdoor Roth conversion when the calendar year matches the tax year. So try to complete this task before December 31st. If you have extra time, use it to level up your finances. At the end of the year, you might have a few quiet days to reflect and plan. These are a few exercises that can help. Check your numbers. If you have time to compile your numbers, the end of the year can be a great time to reacquaint yourself with your financial numbers. A few of the key numbers to understand are your credit score, the total amount of debt you owe, your net worth, your income, and your spending. If you have a partner, share these numbers. 
Sharing numbers normalizes the conversation about money, and it can help you work toward shared life goals, too. Set one financial goal. As the calendar year closes, we often set our sights on next year. It's easy to get swept up in the fresh start and overwhelm yourself with goals for a dozen good intentions. (laughs) Instead of a burdened load of goals, set one financial goal for the year ahead. A single goal will help you stay focused and achieve more. Plan expenses for the year. If you hate specific budgets, try something new. Map major expenses that may come up in the next one to three years instead. Writing down these expenses along with the expected price tags can help you set up savings plans to achieve the goals without debt. Participate in a financial challenge. January is a great time to participate in financial challenges. Many online communities use specific challenges to help members develop strong financial habits. In the past, I enjoyed debt paydown challenges, no-spend challenges, or even side hustle challenges. Facebook groups and Twitter groups helped to encourage me towards financial wellness. Just a few tips and tricks as we wrap up the year. If you want to dig deeper, go to thecollegeinvestor.com. You can see resources, even more tips and tricks, and tons of stuff about how you can get your financial life in order and just win a whole lot. (laughs) Check it out, thecollegeinvestor.com. Thanks so much for stopping by today. Hey, we'll talk to you again real soon.